Welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For more than two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and Just Don't Lose the Money Radio have been broadcasting here in Boston with a focus on helping you prepare for retirement, always following their guiding principles. Rule number one, just don't lose the money. And rule number two, don't forget about rule number one. Now, just don't lose the money. Hello again. Welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money. And uh, my name is Randy Cook. We are here each week with one of the partners at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston are the guys that kind of come in and give us their perspective of what's going on right now, what people are asking about, what you might be concerned about. And John Conley is our guest today. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you? Good. Happy Father's Day weekend to you. How are you getting through that? It's fantastic. But, you know, Father's Day is always a great weekend around my house. My wife, you know, and the kids, they take great care of me. They spoil me. And the only thing I really ever want to do is just watch the U.S. Open in, in peace and quiet. There you go. <laughs> you know, somebody asked me, because I'm a golfer as well, are you going to golf on Father's Day week? I said, I, I think I'd feel guilty getting away from the family, even <laughs> doing the thing I like to do, but I'd still want to be with them exactly so it's all about for me steak corn on the cob and a baked potato with ice cream at the end that's my oh, deal <laughs> perfect can't beat that so hoping for good weather and everything like that okay so let's talk about that just a little bit here father's day weekend i mean uh, john you are in the financial world and i was wondering what kind of influence maybe your dad had on you and you know every now and then we play a clip from our friend patrick kelly now patrick kelly is a guy who's written like seven or eight books on retirement and a uh, pretty interesting guy. And we actually asked him, what kind of influence did dad have on you when it came to money? You know, when I think of my dad and financial lessons, I think I learned most from watching his mistakes because he was not a financial guy. But one of the things I learned from him by observation was it seemed like about every few years, a family member or a friend, you know, distant family had some kind of a sweet, sure thing for him. Hey, this is the great thing. This is work. And every one of them failed because something that seems that good probably and likely isn't. Interesting. So there's positive things to learn and negative things to learn. Tell me a little bit about what you learned from your dad. Well, it's interesting. So like my dad grew up in the South Bronx back in 1934, like in the 40s. And so any, anything about the South Bronx is nothing comes easy mm -hmm. in the South Bronx. And so he was a self-made person and everything he had, he worked hard for. He had to save for those extravagances that he wanted. And one thing, I, like one of the first money memories that I have of my father and my mother is that at least once a month or every two months, they'd be sitting down at the kitchen table and they would have all these envelopes lined up on the table and they were stuffing them. And then one would be for the phone bill, one would be the electric bill, and they would just be consistently putting the money into the envelope so they can run down the pages and pay the, the phone bill at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And that always reminded me of like budgeting, making sure that, first of all, the bills were paid. You got to set aside some money for yourself. They always did the Christmas club where you put money away throughout the year so that when Christmas time comes, they had enough money to buy all the kids the presents. Right. So it was about budgeting and living within your means was always like something that I take away that 
I watched them work very hard at in their lifetime. Yeah, my dad was envelope guy too. I always remember him. You know, he'd get paid at the beginning of the month. He'd put the uh, the the money for church in and for the yep. rest of the month. He would do that. I remember he he would put money in coffee cans and stick them someplace, and that was the fishing trip money. So putting money away for the future, even if it was the near future at the end of the month, or putting money away for as you say Christmas time later on. And I mean that's kind of what we have this show for is we're saying to yourself, hey, see your future self when you're 70 and 75 and 80 and send your future self some money, isn't it? Exactly. You're paying yourself now, but you're just not going to touch the money until down the road. So saving is important, making sure that you're you're living within your means, you have a budget established, and that you're making sure that you're paying yourself for that future need. I remember when I was leaving for boot camp to go to the Marine Corps out of high school, and my father sat me down and said, listen, once you get out of boot camp, you're going to start getting paid every two weeks from the military. So what you should do is look at your paycheck. One paycheck is to be saved and one paycheck is for you. So you always kind of taught me to, hey, one of the paychecks you can kind of spend, but the other one should be saved for the future. So he always was preaching, saving and living within a budget. So let's talk about that because the people who listen to this show have probably had a life of saving. They've put money in 401ks and IRAs and they've maybe they have a pension at work and, and there's money there. So what we're saying now is you've done this and you have this habit in your life. Now there's some planning that goes along with it. Yeah, saving is one thing, but making sure you're saving properly is another thing. Um, understanding what's your risk tolerance, what type of investments should you have inside your 401k? What are the options that you have inside there? Where should you be investing? All too often we see people relying on Tommy down by the water cooler at the <laughs> office who seems to be the hot shot that knows everything about investing and they just rely on him or they're looking at past returns. So, you know, one thing my father always preached to me is surround yourself with a good team and people who, who are smarter than you. And he, he taught me that if you don't know how to do something, hire someone who does. Yeah. And that would be the good money spent. Yeah, it's it's one thing to say, hey, I can do this plumbing, uh, you know, project myself. And, and then you fail and there's a bunch of water all over the place. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's one thing. But if you think you can do the retirement thing by yourself, but then you get to be age 72 or 73 and you say, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm living on nothing but Social Security now. That's a lot worse than water in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, you see people now where they might have done a pretty good job throughout all these years picking inside the 401K and, and saving and doing things right. I noticed that as you get closer to the end of that line, five years from retirement, the pressure starts to mount on these individuals who are doing it on their own because all of a sudden a bad day in the market or a bad year in the market could wipe out 20 25% of that investment fairly quickly. So if you're fortunate enough to save about a million dollars in a bad year in the market, well, $250,000 is gone. Yeah. So that becomes a real, like a real concern and, and a pressure cooker for individuals who are doing it on their own. So the, I guess the lesson here is you've been putting money away for your future self. We hope so. And, and, you know, if you're getting in the home stretch, maybe you can put more money away for yourself in the future, but that comes also with some planning. And where do you start? Well, we have a place for you to start. That's why we have this radio show. You can set up a 15-minute strategy call and say, okay, where do I start? I've got some questions about all of this. And that's pretty easy to set up. You can go to our website at 365retirement.com. 
And when you do that, you just scroll around a little bit and a window opens up and it says, hey, let's get on a calendar. Let's have a conversation. And you click that red button there and uh, a calendar opens up so that you can schedule a time. Maybe it's, you know, Wednesday afternoon at four o'clock when things start to settle down at work. You set aside 15, 20 minutes and call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and get some questions answered. Again, you can do that at 365retirement.com or you can give us a call as well. 617-440-9365. When you talk about saving and learning as you go through your life, one of the things that you're going to need to learn about when you get toward your retirement years is Social Security. And there's a study in front of me here that asked people, what do you know about Social Security? How much you're going to get? And the new survey says... Not very much. 68% of people say their Social Security benefits will be enough to live on. 40% of them don't even know how much they're going to receive. So, John, tell me, what does the average person get in Social Security, and is that enough to live on? Yeah, the the average Social Security for an individual is about $1,600 a month. Mm. So, you know, bravo to the individual who can live on Social Security alone. But for the vast majority of Americans, Americans, that is not going to be enough for them to live their life. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of Social Security time and planning for individuals. When's the right time to turn on Social Security? And what I find is that most people don't understand how their Social Security is going to be taxed. They don't mm-hmm. They don't even understand that it does get taxed or how it's calculated. What's the calculation to determine how much of that Social Security will be taxed and at what rate? So the first thing or mistake I see people make is not understanding how taxes play a role inside their their Social Security. And then another area of concern that I see, people are unaware that the Social Security program, the benefit, is in trouble. Mm -hmm. You see these estimates that roughly in the year 2033, 2035, Social Security has already put out in their publication that they're expecting that that trust fund for Social Security to be empty, but because of tax revenue, they should be able to meet 75% of your expected Social Security benefit. So there will be a decrease in your Social Security potentially come 2033, 2035, and people have not been planning for that decrease in their income there. So that would make somebody say, well, I'll get it while the getting's good. I'll uh, get in at 62 when I can get that benefit and get the most I possibly can. But that might be a mistake, too. Filing early, the earlier you file, the smaller your check. Yeah, if we all knew when we were going to pass away, the timing of this would be much easier. So we we have some formulas that we use to determine when is the the most efficient time to turn on that Social Security. Where's that crossover, so to say? Mm -hmm. And imagine, imagine if you were collecting $3,000 a month from Social Security, then all of a sudden they come out and say, you know, we're going to reduce that benefit by $750. And all of a sudden, you're collecting twenty two fifty. That's before taxes, so, and then taxes play a role. Wow! Then you get something less than that. You have to start planning for that now. That hey, there's a potential that you're going to lose twenty five percent of a fixed income that you're relying on. Are you relying on Social Security for all of your living expenses? Probably not. But when you lose twenty five percent of one of those categories of income, that has a significant 
impact on your bottom line. So A, Social Security probably will not be enough to live on. B, that benefit may go down sometime in the future. And C, you need to plan for that and probably make up for it someplace else. So that means whatever else you've saved has got to move better and it's got to generate more income. And that's certainly a conversation you can have with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Maybe it's just a question about Social Security. When should I file? How much am I going to get? What strategies can I use? Great questions. And if you want to sit down and talk to a financial professional about it, set up one of our free phone calls. It's a 15-minute strategy call at 365retirement.com. That's our website or 617-440-9365. Got a quote for you. The quote of the day, this one coming from California, a congressman out there. I think you're going to scratch your head and go, "Uh uh-oh, here it comes. That's coming up next on Just Don't Lose the Money. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to Just Don't Lose the Money and the radio show and podcast. So that means if you're getting out of your car and you've been listening and you go, I want to hear a little bit more of that, it's okay. You go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, look up Just Don't Lose the Money, and you can find the show right there. Listen when it's convenient for you. So after all the stimulus that this government put into the economy to keep us going during the pandemic, and it was probably all needed, it added up to over $6 trillion dollars. And we all wonder, is that going to mean that taxes are going to go up? Well, this was a very interesting quote from a California congressman, Tom McClintock. He wrote an editorial and he said this. Every one of these dollars is going to come from three places, from our current earnings in the form of taxes, from our future earnings in the form of borrowing, or from our retirement income in the form of inflation. Now, I don't like to be the guy that sits on the radio here and says, the government is coming for your retirement. But, John, the government is coming for your retirement. Wow, that's kind of a a brash statement, but it's kind of a scary one, too, isn't it? It is, and it's kind of almost point on, in my opinion. You know, when you look at it, a lot of people received a lot of free money from the government during the stimulus. And I think it was needed, right? And when we start looking at it, the bill on that free money is coming due now. Mm-hmm. And what we're learning is free money is very expensive. Right. So what we're looking at is, you know, why is it expensive? Well, we're looking at inflation right now. Inflation is already sapping the purchasing power of those stimulus checks already. You look, you go to the gas station, gas is much higher than what it was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the grocery store, everything's costing more today. So we're already seeing inflation on those dollars. So all of a sudden, the government floods the economy with dollars, and those dollars are chasing less goods to be purchased. So that creates the perfect recipe for inflation. Well, you want to talk about somebody right now who is probably feeling the heat on that. If somebody's building a house or building Mm -hmm. a deck on their house, the price of lumber is just through the roof right now. It's adding like 30% to the price of a house 
let's say, for instance, in retirement, you wanted to just put a deck on the house or something like that because you got grandkids, you want a barbecue, you do it, and all of a sudden, it's way more expensive than what you thought it was. I mean, this is real stuff that your money will not go as far in the future as it does right now, and that's a real concern for retirees who might be at retirement for 25, 30 years. Your money's not going as far today than it was in March. Right. So when we look at the consumer price index, the consumer price index rose to 4.2% in the month of April. The consumer price index in March was 2.6%. So when we look at core inflation, core inflation is growing faster than any other time other than the Carter administration. Mm -hmm. So we can remember the Carter administration. I remember just being a young kid at the time, but we saw inflation there, right? Oh, yeah. So so what does that 4.2 consumer price index mean? Well, if you had $100,000 saved... That means your $100,000 buys $4,200 worth of less goods today. Mm -hmm. So your money has to work harder today than it ever has. And when we, we look at things as corporate taxes and so forth, consumer goods, corporate taxes, corporations don't pay taxes. They pass those taxes on to you by higher prices and goods, lower wages or lower staff. So we're, we're seeing some real concerns about inflation right now. So one of the things that you'll listen to a show like this and you'll say, I'm going to listen to see if they talk about anything that I haven't talked about or thought about. And one of them might be, you need a raise in retirement. Would you want to go to a job and take that job and the guy looks at you and says from the other side of the table, you are the perfect person for this job. We want you to stay with us for 20, 30 years. Oh, by the way, the salary that we agreed to today is the salary you'll have in 20 or 30 years. We don't give raises around here. Who would want that job, John? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind would fall into that position. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, with inflation, your money's going to have to work harder for yep. you. So you're now making sure that you're in the right risk tolerance or the right portfolio, that you're, you're trying to earn as much as you possibly can with minimizing the max amount of risk. You have to make sure that you pay attention to your savings and investments now, even more so than before. Your money has to grow in retirement. So you're pulling money out, but yet your money has to grow. How does that work? Yeah, that's why you have a financial professional in your life. And that's why you give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. You have a nest egg, they call it. You have a certain amount of money to work with. How can you take money from that, but still have that money grow and still give yourself a raise yearly or every couple of years in retirement? How does that work? That takes some planning. And that's why you give us a call. You can set up one of those 15-minute strategy calls on our website, which is 365retirement.com. So taxes are a big part of the conversation right now. And every it seems like every week we have some kind of story here on the show, John, about taxes. President Biden is proposing a nearly 40% capital gains tax. But he says it's just for millionaires. It's just the people who make lots of money. That's who's going to be affected by this. Well, there was an interview on CNBC. This is Robert Frank. And he says, you know what? Not everybody who is a longtime millionaire falls into that category. There's a lot of people going into retirement that fall into that category. We look at this group and say, well, it's only a small number of rich people affected. And we sort of have a mental picture of that group being sort of billionaire rentiers, right? But many of the people who are in that million plus group are only what they call one hit wonders. People that got a one-time sale of a business that they spent their life building and then they sold, let's say for $2 million, 
they would now have to pay that capital gains rate. It's it's a pretty diverse group of people, and it would hit business creators, business founders. So the guy who owns a pizza place, the guy who owns a barber shop, the guy who owns a, a dentist office, that guy could be in the same category as Bill Gates, according to our new president. Yeah, they the government wants to paint this picture, like he said, of like a billionaire, a person that you can't relate to, right? Mm-hmm. And we call it the millionaire next door. So imagine if you own a business and you were plan on selling that business, you've worked up a deal to sell the business, and all of a sudden, capital gains tax is 40%. So, you know, that's a real concern. And my take on the government is, if they say it enough time, Mm -hmm. people will start to believe it and accept it, okay? It's almost unacceptable, a 40% capital gains rate. So the, the Treasury Department just released its green book containing this administration's fiscal year 22 budget tax proposals. That was back on June 4th or so, which they're showing the capital gains taxes going to be at ordinary rates, potentially 40 percent. So, you know, what does that mean? Like if you're an individual and you were selling your vacation property and all of a sudden you're paying capital gains tax at a higher rate than you were expecting. The issue is that they're talking about making this capital gains tax retroactive. Yeah. Back to when they they created the plan. Back in, I believe that was in April, Mm -hmm. that they announced this new plan. So you could have entered into an agreement or a transaction expecting a 20% capital gains tax. They're going to try to make it retroactive so that you pay a 40%. So how does one go about planning? You know, these are real issues that people have to work through. The tax landscape is constantly moving. You know, whatever it is now probably won't be what it is in four years. And then four years after that, every administration has an idea of how they want to fund their budget. And this administration is coming out with it right now. How does that affect you as you go into retirement? Good question. How do you plan for it? better question. And a great answer to that would be to give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Set up that 15-minute strategy call. There's no cost there. There's no obligation there. Let's get your questions out on the table. You can get a feel for what Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are all about. And then if you want to move forward and build what we call the 365 retirement plan, sit down, put something down on paper. Great. Let's move on from there. Here's our number, 617-440-9365, 617-440-9365. Or great way to do this is just go to our website, 365retirement.com. Coming up next, what is missing from most retirement plans? You know, John will sit down with somebody and they'll say, okay, I've got a plan. I want you to look at it. What is usually missing? We'll talk about that coming up next on Just Don't Lose the Money. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to Just Don't Lose the Money, the radio show and podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Today, John Conley joins us. And uh, as we were talking about 
there are things that are in retirement plans and things that are usually missing. You know, sometimes somebody will come in and they say, well, here, take a look at what I've got. And it's many times simply an investment plan. Maybe there's nothing there that has to do with taxes. But I'm looking at an article here, John, that says here's the main ingredient that is usually missing from people's retirement plans. And they say it's safety. It's protection of their money. They have room for growth and they have a plan for that. But what if things go south? Is that what you've seen when you sit down and evaluate what somebody has? Yeah, when I sit down with individuals and we do an assessment of what they have, where are they currently invested, okay? And we go through it pretty thoroughly. Uh, we review each and every position. We, we ask the individuals what's their risk tolerance. And we try to see if their risk tolerance, and we go through a, a pretty extensive questionnaire that we go through, to determine what is their true risk tolerance, what's their investment philosophy, how do they view risk and so forth. And then once we review their portfolio, sometimes their risk tolerance and their portfolio is not aligned, okay? And they don't even know it. So they look at it as it's easy to become aggressive when the market's doing well, but when things kind of become volatile like they were in 2020, all of a sudden you're saying, geez, maybe I'm overextended. Maybe I, I, I'm taking on too much risk than I should, and I wish I had a little bit more in safety or bonds to protect in those volatile times. So the safety aspect is, is what's really truly missing. And a lot of individuals that we sit down with, they don't understand how that safety works or like if you lose 20% in your portfolio, you have to earn 25% back just to get back to where you were. So when you look at that, you say, geez, my money has to work even harder just to get back to break even. Imagine if you lost, you know, 50% in your portfolio. So you had $100,000, it dropped to 50000 which is a massive drop, right? You now have to earn 100% on your money just to get back to even. Mm -hmm. Your money has to work much harder after a down year to get back to where you once were. So why don't we just protect on the downside, minimize those losses so that we don't have those massive losses. So digging your way out of the hole is a whole lot harder than actually having a plan to move your money forward. I mean, the name of the show here is Just Don't Lose the Money. And we talk about the two guidepost rules here. Just don't lose the money. And then rule number two, don't forget about rule number one. The yeah. most important thing around here is you've saved it. Let's protect it. And, and John, do people come in and they say, okay, I understand what you're saying. So how much do I protect? I, you tell me I've got to have a 25, 30-year retirement. I have to have growth to my money. How much do I protect? What do you say to that? Well, every person's different. And it's how hard does your money have to work for you in your retirement? That's going to really determine how much growth are we looking for? How much safety are we looking for? So you have to look at every person as an individual mm -hmm. and, and come up with a plan that is tailored to their unique circumstances. Now, with that being said, when we look at each individual's portfolio and their plan, you also have to take in inflation into consideration. You have to take in taxes. Taxes are at a low environment right now. We project taxes to be much higher. So those are other, I, I call them headwinds that we have to go against in your plan and to make sure that we plan it properly, that our, our money is keeping up with inflation. So you can't be too safe because all of a sudden you're not keeping up with inflation and taxes. So we have to make sure that your portfolio is established and set up properly for you and your risk tolerance and what you're trying to accomplish. How much money does your portfolio have to produce for you for your income needs? 
you know, we call it the three-legged stool. Back in the day, most people had a pension. Mm -hmm. You collected Social Security, and then you also relied on your savings and investments to make up the difference for your income needs. Well, we talked earlier, Social Security is going to have a 25% potential drop in benefits come 2033. Most people don't have a pension today. If you have one, it's worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm. But now your money is going to have to work much harder for you. So making sure you are properly aligned in all aspects of your financial life are aligned is crucial, especially in today's economy. Yeah, you know, it's Father's Day weekend, and maybe you're going to take dad out for dinner, and maybe you're going to go to a buffet. And, and because everybody's got their choices at the buffet, you can have a little bit of this and a lot of that and a little bit of this and a lot of that. And and whatever you put on your plate is you, you've kind of designed it the way you want to. And, John, when you go into financial planning, it's a little bit of the same thing. You, you can say, I want a lot of protection. I want a little bit of growth. I want definitely I want a, a heaping uh, portion of tax help. You know, you, you can kind of design Design it kind of like a buffet, can't you? Yeah. I mean, nothing that we do here is cookie cutter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So every financial plan is designed for the individual and their circumstances. So that that's the foremost important thing. Then it says, how do you foresee retirement? What do you want to do in retirement? And let's make sure that we put together a plan that in incorporates all of what your wishes and thoughts are. Our job is to kind of, at some point in time, if you're looking to spend too much in retirement or I think your your spending's a little too rich, we'll tell you. We'll say, hey, listen, that, that spending rate is not going to work at your risk tolerance. You either have to take on more risk. When you take on more risk, there's a potential for loss. We also have to be aware of when we're in retirement, when we're taking money out of our portfolio. So you want to make sure that you're, you're set up, that you have some safety because you don't want to be making withdrawals from your portfolio and then having the market going down and you're also making withdrawals at the same time. So you want to make sure that you have a bucket of money set aside that already has this year's and next year's income set aside in a cash position so that if there is some volatility in the market, we already have our income plan. We don't have to sell something to generate that income for you, which only compounds the problem. So as we go through this and you're putting your buffet together or your retirement plate, what do you have? Do you have all of these elements here? Do you have the protection? Do you have the growth? Do you have the income? Do you have tax planning? Do you have something in there for health care? Do you have all of those things on your plate? And if you don't and you're missing a few of those things, well... Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and let's have that conversation. As we go through this list, maybe you're a person who says, you know what? I like what I see in my 401k right now. I want to protect it. And what I'm thinking is I want to protect about three quarters of this. Let's let's put 25% at risk. And boy, that's a great start for your conversation right now with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. 617 617- 440-9365 is our number. This is just a phone call, setting up a 15-minute phone call. There's no charge or obligation. You can do this on our website as well, 365retirement.com. Window opens up. You can click on that. Schedule a time and say, here's my questions. I heard you guys on the radio. Here are my questions. Get your questions answered, 365retirement.com. Okay, so I saw this in Kiplinger, and I swear Belichick said the same thing one time. He said, you know, once you win the game, stop playing the game. And they're saying that in Kiplinger right now this week. 
And I thought, okay, that's interesting because I was you know, the prevent defense. You remember the prevent defense? You go bend, but don't break bend, but yeah. don't break. But a lot of times teams would lose with the prevent defense, but Kiplinger says, you got to kind of do the same thing. You've made the money you need for retirement. Stop playing the risk game. So Put those two together for me, John. Can I mean, can you lose by pulling back too much risk? How do you see that? Yeah, so I agree to a certain extent. I always call it, hey, listen, you've saved enough money. You're financially independent based on our plans and Monte Carlo scenarios. The likeliness of you ever running out of money is not likely. Okay. Okay. So that individual shouldn't have to take on a lot of risk with their investments. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that individual depends on what their goals are, right? So they might say, I have enough money for me to live my life. Let's say they have pensions, they have Social Security, and they have required minimum distribution. So they get good, healthy income coming in. They're not really relying on their investments to provide them with the stream of income to offset the gap that they need for expenses. That individual does not have to take on a lot of risk, but they may say, I want to help my next generation. I know my kids are going to receive this or my grandkids. So they might want to invest as if they're leaving it to the next generation and not be so conservative and be safe because inflation and taxes kind of erodes at that a little bit. They may be safe, but their ultimate goal might be, I want to leave it for the next generation. So if I use my football analogy here, if you're up by 30 points in the second half, you can play a little different game than you did in the first half. And you can say that about people. You played a certain game up to age 60. You can play a different game from 60 to 90, but it's not like you got to give up all offense. You, you can play defense, but you can't give up offense. So do people look at you and you know, and they know, because you've had this conversation, you can do retirement if you get a five, six, seven percent return on your money. But then they see a year like we had, and it was 29% in the market. And they come back and they've got eh, 10, 12, 13%. And they look at you and go, did I miss the boat? Did I miss an opportunity here? Or is it more of when the market goes down, they're patting you on the back saying, thanks so much. I <laughs> didn't lose like I thought I could. <laughs> no, of course. Like anytime you, you have to keep expectations in perspective, right? right. So when they see uh, the market's up 29%, we'll just use the S&P 500 as an example. Mm -hmm. This person that you're talking about may be a moderate or moderately conservative investor. So I have to remind them, you, you can't use the S&P 500 as a benchmark because you're a moderately conservative investor. You're almost on the other end of the extreme. So we have to keep it within the proper benchmarks that you're never going to earn what the S&P 500 is doing because you're not in that risk tolerance. But I will also remind them that, hey, when the S&P 500 was down 25 percent, you mm -hmm. were nowhere near that. So it's you got to keep the expectations and remind them of where they are on this spectrum of risk. Your job in retirement might not be to beat the market, but also not to lose what the market loses yeah. as well. There you go. All right. So that might be the conversation. You know, I, I always wonder, you know, the question mark above my head is the cartoon character. You tell me I got to be in retirement for 25 or 30 years, but you also tell me I have to be safe. How do I keep my money going? Well, there it is. There is a question and a great conversation, a starter for you and a 15-minute strategy call. 617-440-9360. 
365 or 365retirement.com is real easy right there as the window opens up and you can schedule a time. No cost, no obligation to talk to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. All right. So a lot of people have left jobs and changed jobs over the last two to three years, especially with the pandemic. Did you leave something important behind? I'll talk about that coming up next on Just Don't Lose the Money. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to Just Don't Lose the Money, the radio show and podcast. Find us online at 365retirement.com. Find us on our podcast at Google Play, iTunes, or Spotify. Just look up Just Don't Lose the Money. Okay, so it says here in Money Magazine that the average American changes jobs 12 times over their lifetime. So I have crashed through that number. <laughs> I don't know about you, John. Yeah, I've had way more than 12 jobs in my life. How about you? i uh, tell you the truth. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was going to Bridgewater State College, and I started working for Rubino and Lang, and Good I've been here you. ever since. That's so awesome. So this is the only job I've had post-military. That is great. All right. Well, one of the things that people do when they have so many jobs and they leave and bounce back and forth is they have 401Ks with one company and then another company and then another company, and you move on to the next Next one, and you leave that 401k behind. Money Magazine says collectively we have left behind more than $1.35 trillion in old retirement accounts. It's still ours, but it's sitting there and it's unmanaged because it's you're just getting statements in the mail or you're just checking them online or you forgot about them altogether. John, this yeah. is this is money that probably could be working for us that's just sitting there and it's going up and down with the market and there's something better we can do, isn't there? Yeah, like I was in the Marine Corps, like I mentioned earlier, and there used to be a mantra of leave no man behind, right? Mm-hmm. And I say my mantra now in the financial world is leave no 401k behind. <laughs> and when we think about that, why shouldn't someone leave a 401k behind? And what I see most times is, they come into our office and their old 401ks is really a roadmap of the history of where they've worked, right? And they didn't know what to do. Individuals don't know how to roll it over. They didn't know who to turn to. So they just left it at their former employer. And the worst thing I see about that is they often ignore the old 401k. They just let it sit there. They don't make changes to it. They don't adjust it. They don't change with the going times. Sometimes that works in their favor. Sometimes it doesn't. But You should not leave the 401k behind. Roll it over to an IRA. Inside your 401k, you have limited choices of investments inside that 401k, which is what your employer has decided to offer you with the company that is managing the 401k. So oftentimes those choices aren't the best. But when you roll it to an IRA, you have the world of choices to invest in. And then if you have a financial advisor or or a plan, you can make sure that those positions that you now have in an IRA fall in line with what you're trying to do in the big picture and that it fits your risk tolerance in your planning objective. 
It used to be with our parents, their biggest retirement asset was their house. They would sell their house and that would fund their retirement. For you and me, our biggest retirement asset is very likely the 401k. You you probably have way more than $300,000, $400,000, $500,000 in a 401k after a 40-year career. And this is going to be your largest retirement asset. So why are you letting it sit there and not be managed? And and I, I think, I wonder if people just don't understand that you can get financial help and you can put this money more to work for you and you can have some say in things other than just putting it in there, choosing three funds and letting it go. And that is a really good start to a conversation with Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. It might be your conversation on a 15-minute strategy call where you say, hey, I do have an old 401k and I've just been letting it sit there. It's been growing. I felt it's been doing fine, but what could I do better? And, and, yeah. and John, I mean, is it, it's just a matter of it's either putting it in the new plan or rolling it into your own plan. And then you can actually poke and prod that thing and make it work better for you. No, I, I just met with a, uh, a couple, I think it was like two weeks ago and we sat down and they had a lot of old 401ks. They, they were in the tech industry. So they, seemed to bounce around from company to company. And I asked them, like, what is the idea behind having all these? And they really just didn't know who to turn to, how to make it happen. They thought there would be taxes if they took it from the 401k and put it into an IRA. They didn't understand the rollover process. And I also explained to them, by having a lot of 401ks, that does not mean you are diversified. Right. Okay. Right. Having a lot of accounts does not mean diversification. Making sure you have the right structure to your portfolios and the right balance in your portfolio is what really makes diversification. It might be easier to consolidate the accounts just for tracking purposes, but also making sure they all align with what we're trying to do for the big picture. You're listening to Just Don't Lose the Money with John Conley from Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And if you have a question about your 401k, please do reach out to us. Maybe that old 401k can really work for you and and set you up better for retirement by taking more of this under your control. You may not even know how the steps are to take to do just that. You can give us a call or you can go to our website. 365retirement.com is where you can start. You know, I had an experience not that long ago where went out to lunch with a friend of mine and we bumped into his former neighbor. She's a little bit older. And uh, she looked at us and she said, January 29th. And we went, what's that? She goes, the day I retire and I am scared to death. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I mean, this this whole topic of retirement can be very, very scary. And I'm looking at this article here and it asks this question. What scares you more, the thought of retiring or the thought of dying? And in this survey, 40 percent of people said they were more afraid of retirement than they were of dying. So, John, I mean, this topic of walking away from work, walking away from the paycheck, going into retirement, not knowing what I'm going to do with my time, not knowing if the money is there. This is scary stuff, isn't it? It is. I mean, you go from something that you do on a consistent basis. You wake up, you go to the office, you earn a paycheck. It's pretty consistent and it's known, right? And then all of a sudden you go into this unknown position of, I don't have a paycheck coming in anymore. So instead of receiving money, I'm now pulling from the the distribution from a portfolio rather than contributing to a portfolio. That's a major mindset different moving forward. Also, I, I talked to a dentist. He's a client of mine, and 
he said something that really stuck out to me, and, and I, I always remembered it, and it kind of falls in line with here. He said he would rather die than run out of money. Okay. And I think this kind of falls in, in, in line with that. Mm-hmm. I think people are unsure. When, when you're nervous about retirement, that tells me that you haven't done the proper planning. Mm-hmm. You haven't been shown where you're going to get that income from, how that income's going to get to you, how much you're going to pay in taxes on that what inflation plays a role into this and how we project the growth and future growth of your investments to assure you that you're in a position of strength. Now, when you're nervous, that just means you're kind of flying by the seat of the pants and you're not sure or you haven't been told or you don't understand enough to feel comfortable. Have you seen people go through a meeting and go through the planning process and they were in that camp where they were nervous about everything and then once everything got down on paper and they could see the math of it all, they kind of relaxed a little bit? Yeah, I I just, a a client that I took on maybe a month ago and the wife was really adamant that the husband slowed down. Um, His health wasn't that great. He was a hard worker. He, you know, he put in long hours. He, he worked for the same company for many years and the demands of the job were getting up there with him and it was getting a lot more demanding and more stressful. And she was concerned about his health. And at the end of the day, your health is, is very important and stress does a, a number on that. And she wanted to see if he could retire today. Mm-hmm. And we ran through the process and we showed them that it can be done. He wasn't convinced when he first walked in here that he could. So he felt like he had to continue working. But after we went through the process with some minor tinkering around with their investments, some adjustments and so forth, we showed them that he could retire today. And He's still working, but he says, you know, maybe at the end of the year, in Mm -hmm. January, now that he knows he can retire, going to work isn't so bad. He knows he can walk out the door tomorrow and be financially independent. So that takes a lot of the stress off of him. So that in the wife's face, when we kind of showed her it can be done, she's trying to work him to get him to call it quits. and, And hopefully he'll do it soon because life is short and we'd hate to see anyone be overly stressed going to work every day. But that is a powerful position to be in, to know that you can walk away, to know that the paycheck is there that you generated and you can walk away from that employer paycheck. I think that's the power that all of us want. And we want to know that down on paper, show me the math on that, that I'm going to be okay when I walk away. And that is what you can do at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners with a 15 minute strategy call. If that's what you want, Hey, can I retire? Can you guys show me that math? That's an awesome question. Give us a call, set that up, or go to our website and set that up. Here's our number, 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. No obligations, free call. And you can also go to the website, do the same thing, 365retirement.com. John, great show. Thanks so much. Great story there at the end. Love it. Well, appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be here talking to our audience and educating them on financial issues that they may be facing. We'll see you next week right here on Just Don't Lose the Money. For more information, 
to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning event and radio showtimes, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Connolly and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Marston, or Sam Lang are licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.